Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. I'm Timothy Harvey, and this is Destiny Air. And I fight for the resistance. He does. Um, <laughs> the resistance um, is why are we watching this oh show? Oh God! Uh, this is uh, we've been we just finished watching Fear the Walking Dead episode two uh, for uh, sci-fi for me and horror for me, mm-hmm. and apparently for our own deep, unabiding self hatred. Yes. Know. Oh, these people. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, um, so. How do we want to do this? Are we going to do a recap or are we going to just talk? I mean, obviously, if you are listening to this, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you watched this show and you're probably uh, standing on the top of your roof. And I just want to say to you, don't do it because because just because the show made every possible mistake that could ever be made, we're here for you and we want to help you. And we love you. Okay, so some degree we have to do a little bit of a recap for the very simple fact that they actually, just to talk about the things we didn't, that drive us crazy, we actually had to tell people what happened and why it drives us crazy. Because there, there was actually one interesting thing tonight that I really, really liked, and that was the whole discussion of what's going on in the outer world. We actually had information we learned some about things. where, what's happening to, you know, the the military is bombing the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, or they were. I don't yeah. know if they are anymore. It doesn't matter. So it's, I mean, this, this, it's something we didn't actually have a sense of through most of the regular Walking Dead mm-hmm. show is what's going on outside of our the own little group of people. Worlds, right. So, um, that's actually a plus. Mm-hmm. So we start where we ended last week with, with our boat of uh, Mary Seagoing idiots uh, going like trying to outrun whatever boat is following them that they think probably capsized the boat that they found last week. Uh, and Strand brings out some nautical maps and he's like, here's an island and it's got a cove in it. And Travis is like, there's an island with a cove in it and also a ranger station. Let's go to that one instead and we'll see if there's a ranger there and maybe they'll have some supplies and and strand looks at him and goes okay and at first you're like why are you why so upset strand this is a great idea and then the rest of the episode tells you why it was probably a bad idea in the first place why we should just always listen to Strand? Just always listen to Strand. Except that we also know that Strand is kind of lying about a lot of things. Yeah. So it's, I mean, he does have the great voice, and he will sit there and sort of purr at you the entire time. But still, it's he's the illegitimate love child of of Eartha Kitt and uh, and Sir Lawrence, or no, Sir Sidney Poitier. With a little bit of James Earl Jones thrown in there. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, it's um. It, so they find they find they go to the island and to go to the ranger station. They go and they see a light comes on. Mm-hmm. And so they 
hike up there, and there's a little family living there, a mom yeah. and a dad and a, and a teenage, hunky teenage son and two little kids. Yeah, and, and they, It was a mistake to turn on the light, but then mm-hmm. they turn on the lights and leave them on for the rest of the night. Yeah. So, you know. Whatever. Uh, let's not draw attention like, to ourselves or anything. We're being chased by another boat that may or may not have destroyed another boat. We're just, oh, forget that. Oh, we're not even going to worry about that anymore. Yeah, because there's something of a logic problem here. So let's pull into a cove, which is otherwise known as a kind of a, you know, alleyway kind of deal where mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a with no way out and the bigger boat that apparently probably has weapons is chasing is chasing them and so let's pull into a, a cul-de-sac that's mm-hmm. what i'm looking for um to hide to hide and then um get off the boat and it's nighttime it's nighttime we're gonna yeah. go wander around this island at nighttime mm-hmm. to see what's going on uh i love that i love that plan it's a great plan Glad well we and it's you know we're watching these people walk up to the house and the only thing that anyone could conceivably do is the dumb thing that Travis does. Yell, we're here. Because, I mean, but also you're going to do. I mean, you're gonna, are you going to try and sneak up on somebody in this day and age, mm. in, in the post-apocalyptic, zompocalypse world? Are you well, going to do that? I'm going to stay on the boat until morning and then go explore in the daytime. Well, see, this is why you're not on this show. Because you didn't get on this boat. No. And we live in the Midwest where there are no oceans. No, no. Lots of empty land. There's just lots of empty space and flatness. And a lot of big buildings that are tall mm-hmm. that we can get into and ride this out in. So. No, I don't want to go in a big building. If this happens, I'm going out into the country. Well, you have to survive the initial attack before you get out to the country. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's true. Anywho. Anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. So then we have. Uh, we have the horrible children. The, the horrible children, the boat children. The well, boat children. The yeah. boat children are horrible. The, chil- the two little kids on, on the island on the are precocious and adorable. And they're, I mean, one of them's actually doing the ashes, ashes, we all fall down uh, mm-hmm. rhyme, which gives us a chance for people to sit there and point out the very grim, you know, dark origins of that nursery rhyme, which is mm-hmm. not at all appropriate to what we're watching. Oh, wait. No. no it's very appropriate. Yes. So. No. Um I don't know what's happening anymore. And the little the little kid takes uh, uh, our junkie son upstairs to show him the his room and all his all of his twelve uh, inch tall GI Joe action figures all now have red dots on their forehead, and he explains that that's his uncle and the general and all these people that may or may not have been there. And he said, and there's like, what happened to all these guys? And he's like, oh, this is what happens when you get sick. Okie doke. Um, awesome. And then the kid's like, oh, but I don't have to worry about it because I've got my power pill. And me and Tim looked at each other and we were just like, oh, no. <laughs> What's the power pill? <laughs> Why? Not going to... Well, you had an interesting theory about what this show should be now. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah. yeah. So um, this is going to cast for a certain segment of the audience. So we're not going to have any idea what we're talking about. No. But... but you guys, you should all just go like yourselves because you're dumb. Uh, for not knowing what you're talking about. I mean, you're listening to a sci-fi website podcast about The Walking Dead and you don't know what we're about to talk about, you should make re- reevaluate your life choices. A little grim, a little <laughs> harsh, maybe. So there was a TV show on in the 80s called Lex. It was the 90s, the late 90s, early 2000s Lex. Oh, well, yeah, it was the 90s, yeah. Uh, and Lex was about a ship, a living insect spaceship that flew around the galaxy and it had a crew where the the captain was an idiot and the like i guess you would i don't know what you would call it then there was a girl who was also pat part monster 
lizard and she was like super sexy and that was like her whole thing it's like she's a super sexy monster lizard and then uh there was a zombified assassin mm-hmm. who had uh like anyway these three guys three people wandering around on a giant like the most powerful ship in the universe and it was like the most powerful destructive force in the universe the lex that's what the ship was called and they would roll up on a planet or a space station or whatever and they would interact with the people there and like whatever was going on on the space station like if it was just like oh hi we're you know we're the space station where you come and you buy avocados they'd walk in and they'd be like oh hi we'd love some avocados they take some avocados and maybe they'd cause a fight and then they'd fly away and then whatever they did on the space station or whatever would cause some kind of chain reaction would end up destroying the space station and they would all the people on the space station would die or in another later seasons like nanobots would come and destroy the space station and and it was like everywhere that the lex went death and destruction followed and uh, sometimes it was the lex's crew's fault sometimes it wasn't but every single person they interacted with ever died and at this point in the episode when the kid says power pills and tim and i looked at each other i said i would love it if this show decided to become a super serious version of a lex and every time they came across a new group of people those people died in horrible ways and what happens for the rest of the episode tim well um it seems there's a uh a little bit of dying happening here. And in, in, in what kind of ways do these people die? <laughs> terrible, terrible ways. Terrible ways. And what happens to the crew or the, our little people on their boat? What they do they do as all the terrible dying happens? Drive, they they run away. away. So, so yeah. So basically, you know, it there's we don't we saw this to some degree over on the Walking Dead, but we're getting sort of a condensed version here, where you know the philosophical, you know, the end of the world is here. So. Uh, you know, we're gonna. I'd rather die with family than die with strangers, and and there's this sort of doom that's over this family, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think that that's really overstated. I feel like, I feel like this ranger guy is doing like because because the ranger, the park ranger, has decided to stay on the island, mm-hmm. and uh, zombie walkers. They don't call them walkers on this show. They call right, them no. anything. Yeah. They occasionally wash up on the beach, but they've got a fence up and they've got a system in place to keep the fence clear. They kill the walkers when they roll when they wash up, and they clear the walkers out every couple of days. And, and we saw at the very beginning of the episode, we saw this this tease, this sort of this sort of fake out where mm-hmm. we saw the kids playing on the beach and the zombies coming out of the water. The zombies coming out of the water was actually a really cool. Oh, it's shot. beautiful. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what I'm it's. But anyway. I think, like, this guy's a little fatalistic. He's like, this is coming for us eventually. I'd rather stay here and face it on my own terms. But I don't think that, I don't think that he's ready to off his whole family. Like, no, no, I think, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that was a, um, a thing that was going to happen now or in the next couple of days or anything like that. Those are, that's the, the backup plan. That's Mm -hmm. the, when it's obvious, when there's nowhere else to go and there's nothing else you can do. Cause he was still fixing the fences. Yeah. And they were still, you know, uh, uh, cleaning away the, the the zombies off the beach. And I bet you, if they had been given a time, if they hadn't been lexed, they would have figured out. Because <laughs> on the one side of the of the island is the nature preserve where the where the ranger station is. On the other side of the island is like a little resort community. Mm-hmm. And him, Ranger Rick and Travis go out, and they're fixing a fence, and they're looking at the resort. And the ranger says, "There's probably about there's a couple hundred over there, maybe three hundred or something." And if 
they get wind of us, then we're we're a creek. And Travis is like, well, why do you why don't you leave? And or why are you just staying here? And and why are you doing nothing? Why are you doing nothing? Why aren't you doing anything? And the ranger looks at him and goes, I'm fixing the fence. Like, and that's a totally understandable, practical thing to do. Like, I'm sure if they had been given enough time, they would have figured it out. They would have been like, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to do this? We're going to, how are we going to clear out this town with all these walkers in it? They would have figured something out. I'm sure they would have. But no, up rolls the Lex and destroys everything. Well, now, in fairness um, to our team of terrible people, um, the mom did want them right. to take the kids because she had MS and she was afraid of what would happen as she slowly deteriorated. And also that she was afraid that the, the the kids wouldn't have no chance on the island and maybe if they got off the island they'd have a chance and have a life. So it's you, know, you had conflicting views mm-hmm. of the parents, but um, it's just I don't think they quite got lexed, <laughs> but I think they that... got lexed because <laughs> because uh, I will tell you how they got lexed. Uh, what's his little name? Nick. Nick was snooping for drugs, and mm-hmm. he found the quote-unquote power pills. Well, he wasn't snooping for drugs. He was snooping for that drug because the kid had said it, and you can tell that he's looking because, you know, the kid made it very clear. The way the kid said it was that it was the what was going to keep him safe mm-hmm. from becoming a zombie. And so that's, I mean, to me it was, that's what he was looking for because there were other things in there he could have taken. He put everything back. I'm sure there were some painkillers in there somewhere. There's yeah. enough drugs in so there. So anyway, he finds it. And when he finds it, the little girl rolls in. And she and so she sees him with the pills and he puts them back. And so she goes and gets the pills at some other point and takes them and <laughs> dies because they're poison. Mm-hmm. And then she bites mom. And then Ranger Rick, instead of like like Travis is like, what are you going to do? And Ranger Rick's like, I'll take care of it. And so they take the little boy and they run out. Because he says, "Take my son." He says, you know, he's... "Take my son." It's time for him to go. And then Ranger Rick just sits there, and I'm, I'm guessing that he allows Pollyanna and her mom to probably yeah. eat him. And then the teenage son, who's been teach, been taught to kind of be a survivalist, shows up in the boat, and they try and convince him to come, but he's like, "No, I'm taking my little brother, and we're getting off. We're going back to our home." And they do, and as the boat rolls away on the on the oceany waters, uh, the teenage son shoots the mom, who is now zombified, and the two of them are left on this island, now completely alone. But I'm going to just go ahead and throw this out there, probably in a better place. <laughs> yeah, because we're we're looking at this idiots we're looking at this island and going, you know, you could actually stay here. Mm-hmm. This could be. You said it. You know, they're looking for reasons to leave. They were. The whole episode is them looking for reasons to leave this island. And it's like, if it were me and I showed up on this island and it was like, oh, there's a garden and, oh, there's only, what, 300 walkers over there? I'm sure we can figure out a way mm-hmm. to figure something out. Like, I even came up with a way. Let's take our boat. Let's take our big old yacht and go over there on the boardwalk of this resort town, blow the horn a couple of times, and the walkers will all walk into the ocean. Yeah. Well, and it's ex- except we also have Strand with his whole agenda. Oh, right. Which we now have this, you know, uh, uh, satellite phone thing that he's doing. Yeah. And Welcome to the new MacGuffin. Yeah. Like, oh, what's Strand up to? Where's Strand going? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where Strand's going, what he's up to. It's just to get us to new to our new point A or to our new point B, and it's going to be nothing. It's going to be nothing, Tim. <laughs> well, you know what? You're right. Um 
I think I still think I still really do think that that one of the biggest problems that this show has is that we are watching these characters play catch up to a show, another show that is six years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have we have we spent all of this time. We went through all of this this. What are we doing? Where are we going to go? How are we going to live? Thing um, six years ago, mm-hmm. and and even though you know The Walking Dead has had its ups and downs, and certainly some just I mean. We're watching characters play catch up in a way that is not. There's moments, okay. There's moments of of really cool stuff. I mean, again, Nick is still just an amazing kid. Mm-hmm. I just, I, he's, and and even even the girl, yeah, um, the teenage girl's okay. Uh, 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 Alicia, yeah, Alicia, yeah, um, and yeah. Travis and Madison are not. I have I, I don't I don't hate them, but I also just don't think that I'm going to ever like them. Huh. I'm trying to figure that out. Is that I is that I I look at the two of them and I think, okay, you're right, you're wrong, you're right, you're wrong. You're perfectly you know, you're perfectly good actors. You know, I just I'm not I don't know, I'm just not engaging I, either one of them. I get that. Of course, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know, I hate Travis. I hate Travis. So, so much. There is a scene in this episode where where stupid, terrible Chris mm-hmm. uh, is taken down to the beach by the teenage son, and the teenage son is explaining how these walkers they'll they 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 come out of the water and they get up against the fence, and so they go and they like they axe them in the head, and then after which they are dead walkers, and mm-hmm. that's the way we like them. Sure. And then they clear them out every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So they do this, you know, twice a day, two, three, two, three oh, times yeah. a day, and it's fine. Maintenance. And and so the kid's like, here, Chris, you want to try? And so Chris is like, sure, I'll I'll try stabbing some walkers in the head. Why not? And he turns out to be kind of good at it. He yeah. does it a couple of times. And then Travis walks up on the beach and sees him. He comes walking on the beach like, what are you doing? And I, as I called it. You did. When he came across the crest and saw what's happening, he's going he's gonna to come down there and he's going to be like, what are you doing? What does Travis do? He walks up, what are you doing? And the mm-hmm. kid's like, I'm doing what we have to do now. Yeah. And for all the just... I just, oh, I just want that child to be eaten so badly. Uh, <laughs> I want of Chris to be just, like, gobbled by walkers yeah, so badly. so terrible. I'm like, of course. That's the new Carl. That's how it is. Yes, that's what you're supposed to do. Very good, Chris. And Travis was all just like, moral quandary. I'm going to go have I think, a... I think he's just still trying to protect the, the people he doesn't realize he can't protect right now. I think he's still in that whole... I'm going to try and protect you, even though if it was a little kid, if it was Carl in the first season of Walking Dead, you know that age, mm-hmm. that'd be different for me. But no, you know this is he's a he's a teenage kid. He's a terrible teenager. Oh, in fact, just the, worst. the best part about this episode, uh, and I say best with with air quotes, very much air quotes, is the fact that they all go back to the boat <laughs> <laughs> after having wide great. and things. And I'm looking at it's. We, we see Travis, we see Madison, and we see Al- uh, Allison, Alicia, Alicia and, 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 and Nick, Nick. And everybody's back on the boat. Except Chris. And and somebody even like goes, where's Chris? And the next scene is him like standing by the lighthouse. And like, yeah. they just left him on the island. They left they him on the like, island. Whatever. <laughs> Carl. 
Mm. Carl, get back in the house. Carl, where's, where's our where's child? Carl, he's in the house. Eh? He's oh, on the God. house. It's just like what the so, um, you know. And we went we went through a phase where we were hate watching The Walking Dead. Mm, we did, and we are. We are in that phase right now. There is no way mm-hmm. around the fact that this is just not a good show. Um, no. And everybody well, – we're not the only people that think this. No, no, no. Every – every, because I, I read all of them, They all, everybody is like, how long are we going to have to watch this show before it starts to become good? We gave The Walking Dead a really good chance. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, how this show's going to get there? And I think that we're – doing that again a little bit to an extent but i don't think the walking dead has enough or the fear of the walking dead has enough uh a good will so far well no it doesn't it, no it doesn't have it doesn't have the built-in audience that you would get from from the comic book uh you know the comic book fans coming over to watch the show mm-hmm. right so you know they're waiting they're they're waiting for those comic book beats they want to see that scene happen right right whatever scene it was um here they don't have that so and i think in some ways some ways if this show had had come out when before the walking dead did if this if this had been the first one we got we would have been a lot more we wouldn't have been quite so uh critical but we've 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 seen this we've seen this before and the little moments where we're getting like the world burning and that they're bonding Mm -hmm. we're getting that sense of the outside world that's good. That's something that but it's moments. It's not. It's not the yeah. art larger thing. That's something, and that's something that this show is giving us that that uh, the Walking Dead has never given us. The Walking Dead has always been what is happening in the hundred foot radius around yep. me at any one time, which made it a very good like personal show because you could you you were inhabiting that space with the characters. Mm-hmm. And you get to know those characters in a really strong, visceral way. This show has a larger, a broader view. It's scale. Yeah. And so it's saying to you what is, what's happening? Who is, you know, who is, uh, where are we in the scale of the world? So in a way, we're getting a better view, but... I think that view is coming at the expense of these characters who are awful. <laughs> I read, um, I think it was io9's recap that was like, these are the people that were, like, these are the people that were in the prison that all died of the plague, mm-hmm. like of the pig pig flu right. that season, or that were killed by the governor when he stormed the place. Mm-hmm. This is those people. Like, we don't care about those people. And we haven't had yet a character come up that's like our like, okay, this is who Nick. Nick, Nick is as close. Yeah. I like Alicia a lot, but I think that I think she's a very Beth character, but she hasn't given me anything yet. Sure, sure, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I remember I used to call Beth daughter fodder. Right. For a long time. Before we actually discovered like, that we like Beth. Two seasons, mm-hmm. it, she was daughter fodder, and then she broke out. And I feel that kind of that way about Alicia. I feel that way. I definitely feel that way about Chris. Chris is just waiting to have something horrible happen to him. Oh yeah. Well, it'll it'll be part of Travis's arc oh. because you have to to get. And I, I, I this is a horrible prediction, which I really kind of be very annoyed if it actually comes true, is that he has to die so that Travis can become the man invested in the dealing with the world as it is 
And, or vice versa. Which is Maybe not good writing. <laughs> either way, I think it could also happen the opposite way. Travis oh, sure. dies to get Nick kind of in or not Nick, uh, Chris kind of where he needs to be. Yeah. Because both of these characters are floundering over each other. Yeah. They are their issue is not the fact that they're living in a they've survived the apocalypse and now have to figure out what they're doing next. Their problem is that they survived the apocalypse with a family member they don't particularly like. Yeah. <laughs> it would be That's true. It would I'm uh, never mind, I'm not gonna you know, go into my own family politics. But I have that. Right. It'd be like me and my super conservative aunt, like in a bunker. <laughs> Going, oh. <laughs> Can we film that? There's a, there's a new show right there. So anyway, I feel like that's very possible. I think that Travis or Chris could die to give the other person some motivation. Yeah, I, but that's almost, it's, that just, it feels like, you know, family fridging, mm-hmm. you know. But, oh, like this show has, like, walking. Oh, no, I know. Like, can we just, we could just count off oh, yeah. the fridged characters on this show. Oh, sure. Well, just, are on are on Walking Dead. They we haven't fridged anybody really here yet. Well, we do only have one black character on the show. Yeah, so you know, and so we have, to and see. he's like ninety percent of the motivation of the, you know, like how are we gonna fight Strand this week on like, who are we, who gets to come on the boat? <laughs> Let me think that, but like, let's play who gets to come on the boat with Madison and Strand. <laughs> <laughs> so last week it was uh about 18 to 20 refugees in a dinghy nope this week it's an eight-year-old boy does he get to come vote? yes but also nope <laughs> that's that's the new game we're gonna play that's the okay there we go well that's that'll we'll do that every single week and we'll keep running tally and uh, who gets to win um so next week we have a and they completely give it away. We've been talking about who's going to oh, yeah. survive the 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 mini series of, of the, the people on the plane. plane. But you know, really, the the mini series of the plane kind of gave it away too. Oh, it was yeah. the Asian lady. Oh, sure. And so we see her in the teaser for next week. Mm-hmm. And they are obviously on another island, mm-hmm. and which where the plane wreckage is, mm-hmm. and it's full of zombies coming to get them from the plane, from the plane, and probably from somewhere else too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be uh, another run and right. not die episode. And we talked. We, we Chris or Chris. Tim and I talked about this. I am uh, not Chris. I know you're not, and I'm sorry <laughs> I even said it. Um, anyway, uh, we talked about how uh, the who was going to survive the plane, and there were only really three people that could have survived. There was um, the girl, and then the teenage kid, mm-hmm. and then the agent, the TSA, or not the TSA, the uh, uh, I air patrol. Right, right. Agent. Air right. Yeah. Those were the only three that really seemed to have any kind of chance, and they were the only three that really like at the end of the series were like buckled in seats, mm-hmm. ready to survive this whole Michigas. And we, after that last episode, were like, "So who do you think it's going to be?" And we both agreed that it couldn't be the teenage boy because there's already two day teenage boys on the right, show. Yeah. Although we, one of them could die and need a replacement. Right. Uh, and it probably wasn't going to be the air marshal, just because you know what are you going to add another alpha male to this show that's already got three alpha males trying <laughs> to decide who's going to be in charge? Right. And I'm including Madison in that. Uh, I am definitely not including Travis. I am including Daniel and the Strand <laughs> and Madison. <laughs> that. Um, 
Or is it going to be this young woman who seems to like really know what's going on? Mm-hmm. And we were both like, well, obviously it's going to be her. And then of course it was her. So, or will be her was, will be her. So we will, we will come back and we will watch that. And oh, if nothing else, so mad at each other, we will be, uh, um, I hope she doesn't get lexed. I'm lying. I hope she gets lexed. We will we will uh, examine the uh, the boat game and the mm-hmm. Lex game and the other things we do to keep ourselves entertained while, while we, we watch, watch this terrible <laughs> show. And you know, in all fairness, I would like to see the show get better. But if mm-hmm. as long as it's going to keep throwing this stuff at us, we're going to keep finding ways to entertain we're ourselves. We're rooting for you, Fear the Walking Dead. Pull up. Oh yeah. Pull up. Oh yeah. I mean, Walking Dead did it. Mm-hmm. So where it's not that you know we and every once in, I mean every once in a while they go back into the season two territory. Oh sure, but for the most part, Fear the Walking Dead or Walking Dead has really pulled itself together. Yeah. And walk um, and Fear the Walking Dead does have a really good cast. These are mm-hmm. all good actors. They just need to, um, I don't know. It's well, it's the scripts, it's the story. Mm-hmm. So anyway, thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back uh, uh, next week with more of this mm-hmm. and more of that and. Uh, Follow us on our Twitters. Yes, Twitter and, and our Instagrams. Sure. And uh, um, SciFiForMe.com, yeah, TorForMe.com on on Facebook and on the websites. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Well, not see. We don't we don't do that anymore. We're now voices, disembodied voices. Disembodied voices. We're the voices in your head. Oh. <laughs> That's really sad. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll, we will be the voices in your head. Thanks for listening, folks. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 